0: My entitled mom takes my baby away from me and refuses to give her back until I clean my room. And this is a frustrating trend that keeps happening and I honestly can't stand it. Here's what happened. Now, this was in 2020 and despite me still learning about myself because I was growing as a new parent, my mother always wanted my room spotless. Now, I have ADHD and cleaning-related PTSD that my mother absolutely caused. And the dirtiest my room gets is maybe some empty packages and clothes on the floor because once my room begins to bother me, I will clean it. I also hate being told what to do, and will do the opposite just despite the authority figures. Now, my mother had bugged me about my room for several days at this point, and being honest, it was not as bad as she painted it to be. It was in no way a tripping hazard or a biohazard for my child. Yes, I was depressed snacking for the first six months of my daughter's life, but I purposefully put the trash can next to my bed, so I had no reason not to throw away my trash. My room is very small, crowded with furniture, leaving me about two and a half Feet of walking room from the door to the nightstands. I have a crib and a wardrobe, as well as my queen size bed, in the small 10 by 15 foot room. So hardly enough space to really raise a child, but you know what? I do my best. The newborn stage was the hardest stage for me, as I was an insomniac and I never slept well. I found sleeping with my daughter on my chest brought me enough peace so I could sleep peacefully, despite waking up in pain due to how I was sleeping. Ever since my daughter was born, I slept unmoving when she was next to me, and it caused me some issues. This would mean I would fall asleep with my head on my arm and I would wake up to pins and needles and a mark on my arm from her laying there. So I had just fed my daughter and needed a morning nap as I was exhausted and I was still having trouble sleeping at night. I then hear the lock unlocking from my door and I just ignore it as I fell asleep thinking that I would be left alone since my daughter and I were having a nice nap together. As I'm laying there resting my eyes, I feel my daughter being pulled away from my arms as I had my hands on on her back and her head, with my sheets well below her waist, so it was obvious I was holding her. Thinking my mother had just walked in from concern for my daughter's safety, I say out loud don't worry, I'm not asleep right now as she did not know how my sleeping habits had changed since my daughter's birth. She told me to get my butt up and to start cleaning right now. She flipped the switch on the light in my dimly lit room, causing me to wince. I gently try to fight back as not to injure my newborn baby, but my mother started pulling my daughter towards her a little bit harder so i just let go of my little daughter before she got hurt i told her you should know after 19 years i don't respond to being told what to do leave my kid alone and get out of my room it's a rule throughout the house that nobody is allowed in my room due to this very problem but my mother always barges in my room using her stupid keys she takes my kid and says you can have her back once you clean this room i wanted to call her a bunch of different names and tell her that my child is not a bargaining But I bit my tongue And I didn't respond As she just walked out the door I sat on my bed for 20 minutes Trying to figure out What just happened Before going to grab my kid Refusing to clean up The small pile of clothes In the corner of my room I just lied to her And said that I cleaned everything up And while she has walked in on me During personal time Or when I'm just trying to relax This incident is by far The worst experience I've had I get why she needed a key to my door Especially at the time With me always being tired During the day But my daughter never never missed a bottle and was never neglected. If she was awake, I was awake. I was playing with her or spending time with her or just taking care of her. If I fell asleep, she was put down for a nap and she would wake me up when something was wrong. My mother never helped me in any way, shape or form, but I don't get why she feels so entitled to my daughter. Thankfully, in the future, with my upcoming stay in babysitting, I'll be leaving soon to find another place to live. So hopefully until then, incidents like this don't happen ever again. I think it's super inappropriate for the mom to be acting this way towards her daughter. Like legitimately, you can't just go in there and take her daughter and say, oh you'll get your baby back once you clean up this room. Like that is not how this works. That is legitimately not your child and you can't just do that. That's like really bad in my opinion. This also begs the question of what kind of environment is this lady in? She clearly is a single mom or at least it sounds like it and it sounds like she's living with her mother and that things are definitely not going well right now. But it does sound like there's some kind of silver lining here because the original poster went on to say that they will eventually be able to move out because of the job that they have, but at the moment, they are just kind of stuck in their mom's house, so hopefully the original poster is able to move out of their mom's house, because their mom sounds incredibly toxic, and the way she's acting, despite the extenuating circumstances, is in my opinion highly inappropriate. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. An entitled Karen gives me an attitude, as I'm just trying to direct her where to go in the hospital I work at, but after she gets lost, she comes back to my desk only for her and her son to miss their appointment simply because she didn't know how to listen. So on my campus, outpatient imaging like x-rays, CT scans, and MRIs are done in a building separate from the main hospital. Very occasionally, the inpatient imaging department will take some patients when there are simply too many appointments for the outpatient center to handle. They have a very tiny registration office and waiting room for when that does happen. However, it is important to know that they only open it when they are expecting outpatient appointments. Otherwise, they just keep it closed. Today, this lady and her very young child came in and walked up to my desk. She let me know they were here for his imaging appointment and wanted to know where they needed to go. I looked them up and I saw that they were going to the outpatient imaging building. I pointed it in the directions and I began to speak and she almost immediately cut me off. No, we're going to this one and she's referring to the one that's closed down. I was confused, but I let her know that the patient chart was showing me that she would be going to the outpatient building. She huffed and let me know that I was apparently incorrect and that she knew that she was going to the tiny registration room since she went there last time. The problem is since inpatient imaging was not expecting any outpatient appointments today that little room is closed and there would be no one there to redirect her so I just repeated myself one more time and let her know that her chart said that she would be going to the other building but when she interrupted me again I just stopped trying and I said you know what okay she had a little speech about how she was already late which was only about by five minutes, but I just kept saying okay until she walked off in the wrong direction. In all honesty, I'm not sure how much time had passed before this next part happened, but it was probably at least 30 minutes to an hour. I heard a few sets of footsteps down the hall, and I recognized this lady's voice immediately. She was complaining to someone else about how our hospital was ridiculous, and it was unacceptable that she was waiting for so long before someone came to get her. I didn't even want to turn around to look at her. It turns out, she walked her Herself and her child to the closed registration waiting area. She waited outside the locked doors for however many minutes and just began wandering the halls until a nurse finally found her. And of course, this innocent nurse didn't know how I already tried to tell her where to go. So she brought her back to me and said to this lady, Oh, this person can help you. Before the lady could say anything, I said, Yep, like I said, your appointment was at the outpatient building right out there. We then had a brief conversation that went something like this. This lady then looked at me and said well now we're really late I said to her yes unfortunately it looks like you've missed your appointment time as a side note there are usually two times arrival time so you can fill out paperwork and table time which is the time you need to be in your gown and on the table in our hospital once you miss your table time they will no longer take you and you need to reschedule this entitled Karen then said so will they still see him but I responded with some bad news I said unfortunately no you will need to reschedule she then says well I I need you to call them and tell them that I did show up. I was just lost. And I'm pretty sure she said this just so she didn't get billed for missing the appointment. But I told her that I unfortunately could not do that for her. She then practically demanded that I make her a new appointment. But unfortunately, that's not what I do at this desk. And so instead, I gave her the phone number that she can call to set up another appointment. And when I said that, she definitely was not happy. She said, Wait, are you serious? What do you even mean? Can't you do it? I said, Nope. I make sure everyone has a mask and I direct people to their appointments. Okay, whatever, thanks for nothing. This entitled Karen then went out the front door while tugging on her child, and I did not dare to tell her to have a nice day. The poor nurse was just trying to be helpful, and so she then started to apologize, but I let her know that it's just fine because entitled people like that truly cannot be helped. That lady was just obnoxious. If she would just pipe down and listen to this front desk attendant, she probably would have known where to go and probably made her appointment. But instead, she tried to act like she knew this place inside and out and just decided right then and there, oh, I know where I'm going. Maybe next time if she just listens, though, she won't make a fool of herself wandering around the hospital. And also, she might just make her appointment. My manager makes a very inappropriate comment towards me, right as I'm trying to cash out at the end of my shift. But I responded with something equally as painful and hurtful towards him. And I'm not sure what to do. So I used to work at a private restaurant and I loved every second of it and carry what I learned with me in terms of work ethic, multitasking, and the importance of keeping face as well as customer service through every job I'd had seen. Part of the reason it was such a great gig for over two years was because the two owners were hilarious and for the most part were respectful to all their workers but were quick to strictly enforce their rules and stand up to terrible customers. Overall, they really were great guys but arguably, a little rough around the edges cue now the worst interaction with this guy a week before this interaction I was in an accident and had a large cut on my arm i try not to talk about my personal business at work and this injury combined with some crazy insane issues with my roommate's girlfriend caused my chipper demeanor to be changed co-workers started to speculate what was going on and I can only assume rumors were floating around I went to the office to cash out with management at the end of my shift and I called the owners they were done cooking for the day and and they were shooting whiskey. They were a bit under the influence, and they started joking around. In retrospect, maybe they were just trying to cheer me up, but I had a short fuse, and the joke landed wrong because of the chaos going on in my life. I say something a little mean in response to the joke, and the owner looks at me and says, oh yeah? Well, maybe next time you try to hurt yourself, make sure you finish the job. After that, everything stopped. I stood there with my mouth open, fuming. I kept staring and said quite plainly something I never expected I would ever say. I looked at him and said wow, I'm starting to see why your wife left you. I quickly finished cashing out and I got out of there. The next day when the owner wasn't there, I pulled our main manager aside and I said I can handle a lot, but that was too far. I didn't try to hurt myself but man, what if I did? We had a long discussion and he asked me what I wanted to do about it. I told him that I don't need to kiss and make up per se, but I just wanted to make sure that my sentiments about the situation were explained to him. The owner never ended up apologizing to me but I could tell by the way he was overly nice to me and never joked with me again that he realized he was wrong. What a sketchy situation in my opinion and maybe I'm the minority here if you're the owner of a restaurant and you're getting drunk on the job then you probably need to find somebody else to run that place that's really irresponsible in my opinion what if something went down and they needed you right then and there only to then find you plastered in the back office. I think that's just not a good look and it's honestly not acceptable in my opinion. I also think the comments that the owner made is just really disgusting Disgusting, hoping that they maybe next time just finish the job of hurting themselves. There is a very heavy and nefarious implication associated with them saying, Oh, I hope you hurt yourself. And hopefully, the nuance of that is pretty obvious to you, if you know what I mean. So, that especially makes that comment incredibly hurtful. So, hopefully, something like that doesn't happen in the future. And hopefully, the owner of this restaurant doesn't just get plastered with whiskey shots in the back during business hours at that. That's really unprofessional and really should be saved for your own personal time. Today, I messed up by taking taking a girl on the worst first date she has ever been on, eventually leading to everything spiraling out of control with her inevitably getting a DUI right in front of me. Here's what happened. So I was a bartender at a small dive bar and a friend of mine by the name of Diana, that's not her real name, came in with one of her friends by the name of Sarah, also not her real name. I was catching up with Diana and could tell her friend was into me because she was flirting pretty hard. Diana was getting pretty tipsy throughout the night and Sarah decided it was time to go home. Sarah then slipped me her phone number and said to let her know when her friend got home safe. The rest of the night was fun and we had a good time catching up. After I sent my friend home in an Uber, I texted Sarah and let her know that her friend was in an Uber heading home safely. She immediately responded that she didn't give me her number for that reason only and I said that she made it pretty clear about that. And after that we made plans to go on a date a couple of days later. Fast forward to the date we went to a semi-upscale restaurant downtown and I was a little nervous because Sarah was very attractive And a little bit out of my league, we really got into it and started having a great time. We ordered some beers as well as some food and it seemed like we were having a good connection. But this is when things really went south. Halfway through the date, my nose starts gushing with blood out of nowhere too. This sometimes happens to me when the air gets dry or when the seasons change. I get up quickly and I start running for the bathroom, leaving all my stuff at the table, my phone included. I was in the bathroom for probably about half an hour trying to stop this nosebleed. It felt like so much time had passed that I was almost sure that she had gotten up and left. I finally came out and I see that the table had been cleared and everything was boxed up. I sit down and I explain what happened and she said she actually thought I just ghosted her, so she paid for everything. It didn't really make sense to me why she thought that, since I left all my stuff at the table, but whatever. We finished the date on a good note and made plans to do this again within the next few days. I walked her over to her car across the street. I gave her a hug and a kiss, and I said goodnight. Where she messed up, granted, is that I only had two beers over the course of the whole date, as did she. But while I was in the bathroom, she must have slammed a couple of shots or something, but seemed fine to me. As I was walking to my car, I see her peel out the wrong direction, up a one-way street with a cop sitting right there. The lights turn on, and she gets pulled over in front of the lot that I am literally parked in. And to top it all off, she's blocking my only way out. I get in my car, and I sit for about 10 minutes while the cop runs her information. A second cop car pulls up and it's at this point I realize it's gonna get bad. The cop pulls forward and waves me through to let me out and I go straight home. The next day before going into work, I get a text message from Sarah saying that she had some personal stuff come up and that she isn't ready for a romantic relationship right now and I said that I totally understood. When I got to work, my boss already had her mugshot pulled up and asked me how my date went last night so it pretty much confirmed my suspicions. She ended up getting a DUI and we honestly never got that second date. What a terrible situation. I mean, first off, how does she honestly assume that you just straight up ghosted her when all of your stuff is literally on the table? I mean, it doesn't take a genius to realize, oh, he's probably gonna come back. And I bet there was some kind of interaction of him saying, oh, excuse me, I'm gonna go use the bathroom real quick. But also, why on earth was she drinking so much and then deciding to jump behind the wheel? That's really irresponsible in my opinion. And she absolutely should not have done that. So honestly, this is not your fault. Fault. this kind of seems like it's her own fault for getting drunk and then getting behind the wheel there's no way you could have predicted that so i wouldn't be so hard on yourself but hopefully she learned a valuable lesson because getting drunk and then trying to drive is never a good combination my fiance and i are having a huge fight over our wedding since i don't want his toxic brother there but he is demanding that he should be allowed to show up and now i don't know what to do i'm a 27 year old female and my fiance is 25. we've been together since my senior year of high school and have Been engaged for about six months. We've just started the process of wedding planning, and so far we don't have an exact date yet, and no one has been invited. My fiance's brother, who's 22 years old, is, to put it simply, a bad person. We've never gotten along. I've always been close with his other family members, but his brother has been mean to me since day one of us dating and is literally a criminal. He was in and out of juvie throughout high school, mostly for shoplifting, and once because of a threat he made on school grounds. He currently is unemployed and taking complete advantage of his girlfriend while he does illegal substances and she works two jobs. My brother and him are the same age and we're in the same class and they absolutely hate each other. He was my brother's bully in high school and my brother came home on multiple occasions, literally crying because my fiancé's brother was making fun of him or trying to peer pressure him into illegal activities. During this time, my fiancé was always on my side and would talk to his brother and try to stop it. He He's never been close to him and never defended his behavior, which is why when I told him I don't want his brother at the wedding, I was surprised that he had any issue. A few nights ago, we were making a guest list of everyone that we want to invite, and we were writing down all the names of his family members. I told him, well, everyone besides your brother can come because obviously we don't need him there. Much to my surprise, my fiance got super upset with me. He told me that he's family and it would be wrong not to invite him. He said it's his wedding too and I don't get to decide whether or not his own brother can come along. I told him I'm not under any circumstances having someone like that at my wedding, especially since my brother will be there and it will probably cause a fight. I told him it's a no, period. I'm not even considering inviting him. He then said that I'm being controlling and I'm acting like it's only my wedding when it's also his too. But am I really? I just don't want toxic people there. I don't want fights between our brothers. And like I said, my fiance and him are not even... close. It's not like I'm taking away his best friend. They literally haven't spoken to each other in a year. My fiancé has been mad at me for a few days now, especially over me saying that I don't want him there, period. But literally, neither of us are budging on this. And now, I don't know what to do. I'm worried if I don't let him come along, it'll ruin the whole day for my fiancé. And if he does come along, it'll ruin the whole day for me and my brother. What should I do? This is definitely a tricky situation. There's clearly a history here where your fiancé's brother is an absolute garbage human being. And it runs deep. He literally bullied your brother while they were in high school. And that's absolutely inappropriate. The first thing I would look to is see if there's any kind of progress as a human being. Like, has he grown up at all? Or is he legitimately still that same immature person who's doing terrible things all these years later? There is a chance that he maybe has changed. Who knows? But it's obviously still a possibility that he is still this reckless, toxic person. So on one hand, you could try to let him come along and maybe have a budget for some kind a security guard specifically to keep an eye on him so if he kind of loses his cool or if he shows up high or starts anything with anybody he will immediately get removed it's definitely important to have some kind of compromise in this situation because maybe this is your brother's way of extending an olive branch and trying to reach out again he probably just doesn't have another opportunity to do that who knows there's a lot going on here but either way hopefully this works out for you because this is a special day for the both of you and it would really suck if this guy comes in and completely ruins the day